Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson and we have another special guest. Yeah, part of our series of getting people on who are younger and more talented than us. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Well, I feel like we're Johnny Young. Yeah. and uh, the He's person- got a big future. Yeah. I like his smile. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll sing a song to him at the end of the podcast. Uh, it's Triple J Breakfast's very own Tom Ballard. Hello, dickheads. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for, being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm used to people being here, but I'm being here now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how, okay. Thanks for how being ex- here. Very existential. We've started off on the right I mean? foot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great to be here. I'm annoyed I'm not napping, to be honest, but it's lovely to be here. It is one of those things because you are normally the host yes. right, of the show and mm. now you're on the other side yeah. and it, you, it just came naturally to you to say, you know, thank you you guys for being here. Thanks for being here. This uh, happened with me <laughs> once with um, Adam Spencer um, because we were so often when we did the, the radio show, if we got a big laugh, Spencer would do a time call and then throw to a song, yeah. right? So yeah. that was just how you get out of a break. And one day we were just having a conversation in the middle of the day, I said something really funny. He laughed and did a time call. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Pavlovian response. Yeah, totally. For early morning DJs. 25-12, you're on Triple J. That's amazing. Have you had any experience like that since you've been doing the, the radio show? Just bring that into the real life. Mm. <laughs> no, I don't, we don't get laughs on our show, so we're right. not used to that, that, that process, you know what I mean? It's you know the one thing I've noticed, came, came into radio, I don't know how many years ago, but I've noticed when um, you've got a comedy team on and there's a couple of people, either producer or just some friends, who will be laughing in the background, it's that little extra push, you know, in case the joke's falling flat. Is that something you do so you feel like you've got, because you can't hear your audience, do you make that, do you bring people in so you've got someone laughing? Is that like a deliberate thing or? Sometimes, I like, I really like... Hearing people laugh off mic. I like yeah. everything off mic in radio. For some reason, I just I like people. I like the sounds of stuff moving around. I like shuffling papers. You are going to love this podcast. <laughs> Often, entire podcasts are off mic. Yeah, I, like I, think, people, I think episodes six through nine. Yeah, I like people eating pizzas during yeah. the show. Um, oh, for some reason, I just really like that. I, I you know, there's a, a school of thought in radio is that like you know you got to get up to the mic and, and you just it's just you talking to a person. But I just think it's fundamentally not. I think people are well aware that you're in a radio sta- studio. Yeah. And I love listening to people in a radio studio because you can picture it in your little head and everyone's just sat around and yeah. Like at the moment, I'm sitting next to Will. Our legs are very close. We're on the side of the desk. Yeah. And uh, it's like it's that's like the sound of the room there. It's like when you hear a track, like yeah. you know, uh, what's that one? Um, that Beastie Boys track, "Get It Together," where you hear Q Tip start laughing because yeah. he's fucked up the lyrics and they right. left it in. It's yeah. like, yeah, do that. That's nice. That's it's not all just like you know, it's not all showbiz. Some we make mistakes. We're human. Yeah, yeah. I, I like um, people laughing off. My, Martin Malloy. I read uh, a very famous thing about how they thought that the funniest thing to trigger people laughing was laughter that you weren't meant to hear. Yeah, so right, if you hear a producer or if you hear yeah. someone in the background really piss themselves at something, yeah. it triggers a bit in you that, yeah. oh yeah, like that person's like not meant to be laughing right now. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard them laugh, so this is actually really funny. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's not yeah. just these two dickheads laughing at each other's rhythm like they do every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. true. All yeah. the tricks, all the tricks to make people think you're funny. And, and by the way, you are an awesome guest uh, because you came in and you bought presents. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Easter. Well, it's, well is, is, is the cherry ripe the traditional Easter oh, yeah. present? It's the, it's the chocolate bar Jesus would have eaten yeah. when he came back from the dead. Uh, why? You're, you're the most probably religious person in this room, Charlie. Justify to us why the cherry ripe would have been the chocolate bar that Jesus would think, have eaten. I think it's pretty obvious. Well, yeah. um, the initials of cherry ripe is CR, yeah. Christ oh. rises. Okay, yeah, mm. good. Well, I don't think you need any more evidence than that. Yeah. <laughs> if you rearrange the letters of cherry ripe, they almost spell... Christ, <laughs> Harry, 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 Cripe? No, uh, yeah, I, 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 do you go for Easter? I mean, I haven't done Easter no. since. I mean, I barely do Christmas. Like, we, I haven't had a Christmas tree for ten years, and Jeremy and I, we barely do Easter. Well, I, I fucking love Christmas. I think it's, it's amazing. But I'm not religious at all. Um, I love chocolate, and uh, that's great. And uh, is this is this your centerfold bio? I like chocolate. I like chocolate. Uh, I love Christmas. Long walks on the beach. Yeah, Christmas ponies. People rising from the dead. <laughs> That's just that's my needs. Yeah. My turn-ons. Yeah. <laughs> Dinners with 12 of my closest friends. One untrustworthy one, if possible. Kiss, kissing guys. <laughs> Judas yep. kissed the guy. That's true. Thing. I love kissing guys. Being betrayed. <laughs> being nailed by Weber, wood. Andrew Lloyd Webber rock, rock rappers. I really love that. Mm. Um, yeah. 
No, I, yeah, I just love chocolate. Yeah, you got, I, I was got, gonna get you like an egg, like a bunny kind of thing, but I went to like just a shitty uh, news agency. Have, have you got a family, like like brothers and sisters? <laughs> <laughs> if no, you don't, Charlie. this is a really horrible time to yeah. bring it up on this comedy podcast. No, Tom's family all killed at Easter by Jews. <laughs> you weren't like an immac- <laughs> weren't an immaculate conception or anything like that. They didn't find you. I thought we were family, guys. Um, Siblings. Yes, no, no. My my family's religious at all. My grandma. We always just go to Horsham where my grandma lives for for Easter. And on Sunday, she would always come out and she would say, he is risen. And then we were supposed to say, he is risen indeed. Oh. Yeah. Are they talking why about like you? a cake or something? Or? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus, right, yeah. yeah. But why? That. My why? grandma's crazy, thought the cakes were people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's risen. Was yeah. she talking about grandpa? He is risen. Hello. <laughs> He's risen indeed. Put it away, grandpa. So he was actually dead, so. Oh, oh nice one. Okay, well, hilarious. Right. Now that feels yes. bad. But did he rise again three days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can... Can, why? Why is that? That the chorus though. Like he is risen, he is risen indeed. indeed. That seems weird. That I don't think that is. I don't think that's officially sanctioned Catholic. Is it not? Mantra, no. It's just like a little. I just think it's something that Tom's grandma thing. made up. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's a thing. I've heard that before. Thing, yeah, which is bizarre. It's like yeah, yeah I fucking know. Yeah, because I grew up in. Western society. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sorry, um, are you saying specifically the the wording of his risen? He is risen indeed. indeed. I have heard that. Really? Yeah, it's like a, a to and fro, like a, yeah. you know, peace be with you and also with you. It's like yeah. one of those little things you say. He's risen in de- indeed. Yeah. You can indeed. really put some emphasis on that. That's right. Indeed. He's risen. He's risen indeed. I wish I would just once went, yeah, he's fucking risen. <laughs> yeah, bitches. Yeah, that bitch is risen. Word. Word. <laughs> I actually had a the guy. I'm fine, Grandma. Boom! Sure. He's risen to the power of seven. <laughs> I had something weird happen to me today. The guy I'm living with, uh, he's not religious at all, and he mm. asked me if I knew, like, in all the religious prayers, Hail Mary, Our Father. And I started busting out the Hail Mary, and mm. I fucked it up for the first time ever. Like, I probably haven't spoken out aloud in ten years. I just thought it was so ingrained. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, is this this is it? Isn't it? Like, mm. I am now like completely. I'm not a Catholic anymore. Right. I mean, the Lord's Prayer and you know Mary's Prayer. You should know those off by heart. Right, how does the Lord's Prayer go? Is, there the, is it a traditional one? Yeah, our Father white in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yep. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And let us not do temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Isn't that for thine is the power, the glory... And the whatever for oh, there's, there's whole there's so many. Prayers. Oh, there's ones where they just fucking bust out a remix. Well, how's it? No, because isn't the, at the end of the Lord's Prayer there was like for thine is the something well, the something. I think or because something. maybe Christianity has yeah. been sort of reinvented so many times. I'm sure everyone has like when Church of England probably had their little bit. And you know, mm. it's just like a remix. Yeah, exactly. What's the one that's the theme to Vicar of Dibley? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. It's like a chorus thing. But, yeah, but that's a hymn, right? Is yeah. it? There's some actually cool hymns. Well, no, here we go. <laughs> as I said, then finally an episode mid forties. Charlie starts busting out the religious dog. I realized, you know, hey everybody, this is actually about Hillsong. <laughs> you know, maybe said the that, Bible's in all that. I realized yeah. I could not get away with there it. There was this guy two thousand years ago who was really cool, and a lot of people thought his ideas were. Can you cool. guys wait on for a second? I'm just going to turn my chair around backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Lean forward. Let's rap about Christ. He's hey, motherfucking rap. risen. Hey, yeah, Tom. Oh. Christ was a young guy once. Oh yeah. He probably told some jokes. Too. He was right. a funny guy. <laughs> he is risen. Whoa, whoa. Oh, no. Dog. Uh, you see that bus? Or actually, uh, you know that bus that always comes out at Comedy Festival time on uh, Flinders Street? The Bang Bus? Down near the Forum. No, <laughs> not the Bang Bus. <laughs> the Bait Bus? Oh, the Bait Bus. The Bait Bus. Oh. Down near the Forum. <laughs> you no. know what we're talking about? I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, Old men. Old, old men. Um, the bus. What's the bait bus? Gone. Okay, well, it's something we've talked about previously on this show, but uh, the bait bus is a um, something they have on the internet. Oh yes. And we well, uh, should preface it with what the bang bus is. Because okay. The, yes. ba- the oh. bang bus. In religious time, the bang bus beget the bait bus. Right. So the, the bang, bang bus is like the Old Testament, and yeah, the bait bus right. is the New Testament. <laughs> the bang bus is a bus that drives around. It's like guys in a bus, like one guy, oh. one driver, one guy in the bus, and they drive around and they pick up girls and have sex with them in the bus as it's driving around. Oh, sex on sex oh, on yeah. wheels. Oh, they have right. yeah, gay ones of those. Yeah, right. yeah, I, yeah. Well, well they also have something called the bait bus, which is somewhere in between the two of those, right? right? Which is, um, so they get a guy, they pick up the guy, right. and then there's like a hot girl, yeah. but her She's turn like, on... She's the bus, yoo Yeah. Oh, no. Her like turn on is blindfold. And, and then, then the hey yeah. and then the, it's a guy sucking his yeah. dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, eh, this is not right. too bad. Yeah. Let's keep not going. Not always. 
Not always. Well, oh, he oh, over, no, he overreacts. Like, he, he reacts really badly, but yeah. then he keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've only ever seen, like, the... I saw a highlight reel of just yeah. angry reactions. I never saw Well, that. I've only ever seen... I've never seen a whole video to see how that works. Yeah. I've only ever seen, like, a one and a half minute, like, edited <laughs> yeah, highlights. Yeah, I think we're like, seeing the same the whole thing. thing. <laughs> I'd li- I like the fact that a guy's like, this is outrageous, an invasion yeah. of privacy, but... Well, you might as well keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so self-conscious about my ability to suck dick because I, I like like that really reflects like that implies that you are so good that it's going it's, you know it's going well. What do you mean for for the person the guy who has to sneak in and yeah the guy the sneaking in yeah yeah. I feel it, like if I was doing that, I, I, I think if you are at the point where you are on a bus with a camera crew and you know you're about to suck a dick, you'd be pretty confident in your abilities. True. Probably the wrong time to start doubting yourself. Yeah, they've got good self-esteem, those people. Yeah. If you've yeah. gone pro, yeah, yeah. like if you are willing to say, like, I mean, I find it hard enough to watch myself on camera, but sure. if you are saying I'm willing to suck a dick on camera, on camera in a bait bus, you've probably got some skills. Yeah, totally. Mad you skills. want to show the world. Mad okay. skills, un- undoubtedly. Have you ever thought uh, about if, Jesus? Yes. Yeah. No, if you ever thought I was thinking <laughs> the about this, bait busted Jesus. I was thinking about this the other day about um guys who have like just massive like cocks. Yeah. Like if you it's had a never ma- crossed my mind. If you had a massive cock, <laughs> do you think that you would owe it to the world to do porn? Or could you just have a normal job like an accountant? <laughs> like like a proper massive cock. Like a one that people would have to look at and go, Oh my god. Freaky cock. That's that huge. is like insanely huge. Yeah. I mean, well, can't you do both? Can't you be an accountant who also does? <laughs> no, I'm not at one of the big four. 2011, companies. well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they. I still think down at like uh, the big four accounting firms, they would not at Price Waterhouse Coopers, they wouldn't be keen on you doing big cock porn. I guess so. I, well, but could you do it as the masked porn guy though? Wear one of those Mexican masks and call yourself El Churro or something right. like that. Well, I don't even know what right. churro means. Yeah. Is it like it's some kind churros. of dish. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always covered in chocolate yeah. and dusted with cinnamon. <laughs> Does a lot of anal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, we have to go there. Oh, no, um, no, I don't think you owe it to the world. I mean, I think we're I'm sure the Christians. I'm know. sure there's lots of people out there with like you know big dicks and tight vaginas and whatever long nipples that don't, don't get into porn. Like, yeah, but like, yeah, I, I'm thinking more like a Goodwill Hunting situation. Where, oh, like, he's like an idiot savant. Yeah, like I mean, but he's just like got a massive cock. Yeah. Like, and he's always, like, been working in some other thing, and then they're having some big cop competition. Well, it's pretty much the Dirk Diggler story from Boogie Nights. He was just a waiter, and then, you know, they got in... How did they know he had a big dick? How did they work that out? Did they sit through his jeans or something in Boogie Nights? I don't know. started Boogie Nights. He's working as a waiter, and he sends roll... Of... You've never know, seen Boogie Nights? No, wow. Look at me with the eyes. I haven't seen... Well, what? <laughs> he's 12. He's 12 years old. 12. Yeah, you know what? You probably shouldn't... If you'd been seeing Boogie Nights when it came out, that would have mm. been a problem. Yeah. Do people forget that you are young? Because, no, you know, no, you're so successful and accomplished and, you know, you can speak well and shit. <laughs> like, I've met a lot of 21-year-olds who aren't nearly as articulate as you. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but are they, I don't know, are they good at sport or something, probably? I don't know. better at other things. But you are, you are unusually articulate for well, someone of your age. Or am I, am I sounding I'm, like an old man? No, but this is what I mean. He's articulate, so you've got a job being articulate, right? <laughs> you have given your gift to the world. Well, which I also is... have a massive cock, Will. Right. Now, you know, <laughs> and I've chosen to focus on my comedy. Now, in 20 years, if things don't work out... Alright. Bring that bad boy the young out. Gay bullshit. Yeah. That's what I'm going In twenty for. years you'll be online, you're like El Churro. <laughs> I can't remember this comedy. You'll be the first guy who can do porn parodies of your own comedy shows. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh all right. Tom um, Bell, it is what he is, a fucking slut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that only works if you don't work comedy shows. Um Cherry Ripe. Uh you brought the cherry ripe yes. uh, for for restart. So can I just ask why cherry right? Why not Snickers or Mars? Well, or this is the point that I wanted oh, to make. Sorry, that's no, totally that's fine. That's okay. totally fine. But but why did you choose the cherry right? Because I think the cherry right is an unusual <laughs> so choice. That's the point I want to make. I want to ask exactly the same question. <laughs> well, that's why I said it was the point I wanted <laughs> to make. Because it was indeed the point I wanted to make. Yes, yes. Why did you choose the cherry right? Cherry right's are delicious. There's a little bit of alcohol in there. Is there really? A little bit of something, something. Oh, because they've... Uh, done that thing to the cherries mm. is that what where's, what's the alcohol I think so there's definitely, there's definitely a, a tiny percentage <laughs> the alcohol where's the alcohol just a little something something just delicious just, where, just what, what, what delicious. alcohol are you talking about but don't you think that the cherry ripe is a controversial choice like no. I would have thought that the cherry ripe I mean I love a cherry ripe but I reckon that a cherry ripe I wouldn't is, be my first choice it's not a safety choice no because it's like dark, the, dark chocolate for a start yeah dark chocolate and taste. cherry and coconut yeah, that's that a is lot a lot of, of fucking you're ingredients you're making a lot of assumptions like. about Will and I yeah 
I'm really into giving people stuff that I just really like. I don't, right. give, I, don't give, I don't give a fuck about people. I just say, look, this is a really great thing. If you don't like it, you're a fucking idiot. But I think that's how you define friendships. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Cherry Ripe, just sit there and just stare at them? Yeah, pretty no. much. What are you going to do, man? No, I can live with people not liking Cherry Ripe. I'm more the Cherry Ripe for me, really. I don't care if you don't want the Cherry Ripe. Ah, so I'm you're, the cherry you're, ripe. you're working the angles. Yeah. You're like, in worst case scenario, I get a couple extra Cherry yeah. Ripes. Yeah. So actually Lose what happened friends, today was you bought yourself three Cherry Ripes. <laughs> No, I'm going to what happens after the podcast. I like Cherry Ripe, but it's an adventurous one. Like, if this was in a chocolate box, like your milk yeah. tray or whatever, that would be like the third one. I'd go for like the caramel first, something with caramel and chocolate. Oh, yeah. yeah. All crazy. right. That's a bit predictable. Crazy. Is it really? Yeah, I reckon. What would you go first in the chocolate, in the milk tray? In the in the milk tray. Oh, like, oh, you want those favorite not go. Let's not, yeah, let's not go fancy, fancy chocolate. No, no. So can we go, say, oh, you know, crushed no, orange peel with. No, can we go the the, the favourites box, which yeah. actually has the mini Cherry oh, okay, Ripes? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it has the mini Morrows. Bounty. Boost. Boost. Boost is a fucking Yeah, that is pretty amazing. I couldn't do a whole one, but those tiny little boosts. I think it's a bit full on first up though. My palate, you know, I don't want to take all that nougat and and like malt and stuff. Like I think I need something a bit, you know, just get the, get the taste buds going on something a bit simpler. Maybe just plain chocolate or chocolate caramel and then let's fucking get nuts with the boost. Yeah. And then you would go to something more complex, like, like you know, your bounty nice or your idea, cherry ripe. Okay, right? guys, I just wanted to give you a present and say hello. I know, we like it, and I'm going to eat this. But there is no alcohol in this. Where did you hear there was oh, okay. alcohol in it? That's just a total yeah, thing. Yeah, where did you, where did you hear that? Um, just the kids on the street. <laughs> yeah. when, he was, when he was 14, he used to neck cherry ripe in a park <laughs> with his mates. And they just go around and go, I am off my head. <laughs> you see them huffing empty wrappers on the train. <laughs> It's like a, uh, a Stephen Merchant story about how he was at a party once and he and there were people having with uh, joysticks at the party and uh, he thought they were joysticks like like scents like um, incense oh yeah <laughs> and he thought they were drugs so he started pretending like he was high uh, <laughs> I really love that story have you ever done that have you ever like uh, like felt like psychosomatically you were drunk or high based on something that had no alcohol or drugs in it. I don't think so. I remember the first one of the first times I went drinking. I was in year eight, and my friend uh, Jeremy just re- was just so excited about getting drunk. He really he sort of peaked a bit too early, so he started pretending that he was drunk. He would had like one vodka cruiser, yeah, and he was talking. It's, he thought he was seeing things, hallucinating, well, he was pretending like and... he was at school. It was yeah. a day off, and we're like, he's like, "What? What have we got for next period and stuff?" <laughs> I'm like, "I know you're not thinking that. You're just trying to." Yeah, I, I remember I smoked a, a bag of like it would have been oregano or something and yeah. lay in the park with my friend looking at the clouds and oh, do you see Bugs Bunny and shit? We both weren't, but we just so wanted it to yeah. be true, you know, like that we were high, that we kind of willed ourselves into this kind of drug trip. Well, you know, it didn't actually happen. <laughs> I distinctly yeah. remember not feeling high, but thinking I better say I'm high, otherwise there's something wrong with me. Did you ever do that? I can't ever remember pretending like to, <laughs> to be high. I once, uh, me and my mate... Or drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, drunk or high. Yeah. Um, drunk, I just remember getting drunk yeah. when I was young. Because yeah. where I grew up, it was just really easy to get drunk. And I was tall, so it was actually even easy just to go oh, to places to and get buy booze. booze. Yeah, right. Like, I don't think they cared. I think it really could have been two midgets in a fucking <laughs> overcoat and they were being wrapped with that. They didn't care. Like, you know, they were just like, I don't want to see your ID. I don't want to know. Just take the booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as long as your dad isn't in the police force in this town, because we would we're pull, all cool. we would pull up on our bikes outside the bottle shop. <laughs> like like it should be the first like giveaway. Yeah. Do a skid. Yeah, we're loading slabs of beers into the baskets <laughs> on front of the bikes and shit. The guys at the bottle shop could hear the spooky dokes are coming closer and closer. Like, alright, we'll yeah. make some money here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Load up the kids. Taking our big flags off the back. <laughs> um, so we used to ride our bikes down and get booze to go to a party. Um, the only time it really went seriously wrong. Uh, was um, when Dave Belford scalped himself at a party. Yeah, uh, we were having a house party at his place, and um, Dave Belford. Dave Belford, and uh, he, um, yeah, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he um, uh, went through a glass window. You know that classic sort of like uh, glass door. Oh so God. you know, didn't see the glass door there. So lethal weapons being lined to me this whole time. You can't go through a glass door and be okay <laughs> on the other side. Uh, no, apparently you can slice off the top of your head oh, like an oh. Indian. Oh. It yeah. literally came off? Like, literally came off. And he, had, he had, like, one of those skull cap, like, like a monk, no. sort of, like, in the back, like, off for ages. Yeah. And there's just no way that you can fix that up and pretend it happened in any other way than you were having a party when your parents went around. Oh, God, whose house was it? I think it was at his house, from memory. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's I'm thinking, like, head. Kill Bill, the end of Kill Bill 2, like, that you see the top of the Yeah, brain, yeah. The yeah, brain. it wasn't quite that bad. It was very... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it wasn't quite as bad as Kill Bill. Right, okay. Uh, but no, but it was genuinely pretty terrifying. But he really took off, like, 
basically the no. where you get your first bald patch at the back oh, of your head. That's that's, no, that's no, basically no. where it went, and they had to stitch it back on. So right, so what ha- what was the immediate response? Like, did you guys know what to do? Was it like someone who was like, Quick, put the scalp on his head or put it in a bag? <laughs> I mean, because I'd be useless in that situation. Quick, Cindy, you've done textiles. I would, I'd be I'd be I'd be vomiting in the corner or yeah. crying oh, or like just making sure my head was still intact because I'm so self absorbed. <laughs> what did you guys do? Uh, you know what? I, I don't have like great memories of what happened next. So I you just, didn't go to the hospital with him or anything? Dear God, no. Yeah, right. I think I was trying to, you know... Jump the fence and yeah, home. Come up with an alibi that I was not at that party and had nothing to do with it because... Running home with his scalp stuck to the bottom of your shirt. <laughs> 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 oh, that's embarrassing. Is he okay now? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen him sit... Uh, I mean, I've seen him sit and he was fine throughout high school. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know if it's got so did they reconnect it and the hair grew back and that was all fine? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it didn't, like... Yeah. No, it's fine. Well, pretty cool story. Yeah. yeah. Chip big scars. Pretty rock and roll. Oh, yeah. I would have been down the track. It would have been awesome. Yeah, at the time. At the time. <laughs> when you've got like, you oh, know. God, that's horrible. Other people's cigarette butts and shit stuck to the inside of your brain. Oh, <laughs> that's that's fucked up. I right, know you're exaggerating. <laughs> Sounds like Kilburn. I didn't uh, really like the taste of alcohol. I tried. To, my school was, they're all big drinkers as well, or boys school. And I and I didn't really like it. And I used to go I'd, no buy, one does. I'd, I'd buy my six pack with everyone else and then be sitting in the yard and then like trying to tip it over my shoulder like no, I would no. spend my evenings at parties trying to surreptitiously tip out an entire six pack while still maintaining the illusion of like you know having fun and being drunk and stuff that's probably where I learned how to act where so you know, my friends didn't call me a pussy <laughs> no one like likes the taste of alcohol or cigarettes at the start yeah that like that's the greatest thing about being a teenager is you spend so many nights fucking miserable yeah. trying to get this yourself yeah, go, this is brilliant. Oh, this is horrible. Yeah. And you're basically killing yourself doing something that you hate <laughs> just because you think it will make you cool. So you're not enjoying the taste. You're not enjoying the sensation. And it's killing you. When was brilliant. The, when was the first time? Eventually you- I will become used to and or addicted to this substance. <laughs> what was the first time you got drunk? Can you remember? Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember. I was um, at a party. It was about, I'm going to say year eight. Year eight oh, nine. Oh, young. I wasn't, no, I mean, like, I guess like the normal age, 13, 14, 15. Okay. It was around that sort of zone. Yeah. But I remember specifically because I had about, I guess maybe four or five, maybe six beers. And that was definitely enough to get me drunk at Holy that shit. At that age. <laughs> never put me in hospital. Yeah, well, I was certainly, like, you know, I was certainly drunk. Yeah. Like, there was no sort of, yeah. you know. And my mum came and picked me up. And I like so, which so it's like maybe one o'clock or twelve o'clock, one o'clock, whatever time you get picked up from a party at that age, right? Yeah. And we had to drive 30 kilometers uh-huh. from the party back to where we lived, right? And so I'm trying to act sober, act yeah. sober, yeah. and I am clearly blind. That's an interesting story, mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and eventually I've just gone to mum, I, I might have had some drinks. <laughs> <laughs> And mum was surprisingly cool about it, probably because it was so clear yeah. that I'd had drinks and I, you and I said... You stunk too. You would have stunk a booze. Well, the other 13-year-old boy stinks enough yeah. to throw alcohol into the equation. Well, the other thing is with my parents, because my dad doesn't drink, never tried it. Never once tried never alcohol. Never tried alcohol. Never tried alcohol. Wow. Uh, never had a cigarette. Never taken drugs, obviously. Married the first woman he ever kissed. So he's adventurous. Tom, yeah, is very my adventurous. Point. Okay. Um, uh, so he'd never drunk. And so with him not drinking, mum didn't end up drinking that much, even though she enjoys the drink. Yeah. So I think she was actually kind of secretly glad when I got to 13 and 14 and could have a drink because then she could have a drink. Yeah, like right. if I was allowed to have a beer at a barbecue at home or whatever, she could have a glass of yeah, wine or whatever. Sense. So I think I, I was actually kind of lucky in that regard. What about your family? Um, they're pretty normal. They, 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 they a lot of wine. Uh, they like wine, but um, no, they were very. Yeah, it sounds like you had cool parents. Um, but I, I think my parents just assumed I wasn't drinking. I was a, I was a very well behaved person for a long period of time, so they kind of just assumed that I was always doing the right thing. So sometimes if I got drunk underage, they'd be they'd be shocked. How how old do you reckon? I can't. I can't remember. I was very much like you. I was, yeah. I just didn't. I really didn't like the taste, and I just. I would take like Fanta and stuff <laughs> to parties. I'm like, hey, I'm still having a good time. Like, West Coast just, cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever do a thing where you were like made that your thing? Because that's the other thing. If you don't like it, yeah. you're like, I don't drink. Yeah. I'm straight edge. We ever straight edge? No. Uh, yeah, right, no. I thought you were thinking more. It's like I drink wine cooler. Do oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think straight edge works in like you know in a suburban Melbourne. Yeah, I think yeah. in Warnable, yeah. you're a fucking poofter. Right. You're not drinking anything. That's awful. I got really excited because just before I turned uh, eighteen, the um, there was this sort of big hype about the chocolate drinks oh, yeah. and like mud shakes. And yeah, I, fucking, yeah. I just love chocolate milk. So I was like, 
This oh, my time has come. <laughs> my time has come. I can underage drink like nobody's business. And then I turn 18, I'm like, oh, I can drink anything now. I remember us necking back um, Kalura milks. Oh. That was the big thing. And we would go to the disco. I had a Kalura milk like two The disco. Ago. The disco. <laughs> and like, we'd be 17 out on the fucking floor at the disco drinking Kalura milk. Like, yeah. like Jeff Bridges and the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember we used to get um, the goon bag, you know, the, yeah. the wine cooler, and we would bury it. My mate had a park just down the road from his oh, house, yeah. and we would bury it. And, like, it lasted us three weeks. Like, on the weekends, we'd go and dig out this bottle of wine and drink from it. It's like, this is dumb. Well, it's like putting it in a cellar. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no different. Mature as the weeks go on. I, honestly, future generations, like archaeologists from future generations, will be excavating parks and find all these buried wine coolers yeah, that's right. and just be like, what the fuck happened in the previous generation? Because that's all you used to do. You used to bury booze in parks yeah. and then go and hang out in the park. And make and it, like, and the favorite, my favourite part was always making the map afterwards and you do a big X and a skull and crossbow. No, I never did that. I think you're referring to alcohol as the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a problem. Yeah, definitely. That's an issue. Yeah. Um, i got a question for you guys. I was at the pub last night and um, there was a covers band playing. And uh, I was just listening to the guys at the bar, and as he's about to bust into, I think it was like an Oasis cover or something, he started talking about what the song meant. He's like, you ever had a feeling where, you know, your heart's broken, and, you know, and now, and then he just goes into like Wonderwall or something. And it's like, yeah. can he do that? Can you ever, if you're the lead singer of a covers band, can you talk about like what the song means? Definitely not with Wonderwall. What the fuck is Wonderwall about? I don't <laughs> even, even, know. even Oasis are on the record saying yeah. they don't know what Wonderwall yeah. is about. It's just nonsense. So I don't think you can make up your own. Yeah. I think if you were, say, Sunday Bloody Sunday, the U2 covers band, yeah. so you, could, you right. could go into a bit of a, there's been a lot of talk about this next song, maybe too much talk. But yeah. what about this if song it's is not a rebel something song. that, like, you know, Pearl Jam don't talk about Jeremy or, mm. or, or what? So could you get up and say, I think this song <laughs> is about this, and then go and play it? Is, that mm. like a, is there artistic merit in that, or are you just, like, bastardising someone else's work? Uh, this is a song that always reminds me of that time when I got home and there were no dogs around. <laughs> it's called Who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> We play this song because this gets people dancing and the the guys who run the pub ask that we put this on our list. It's like, the cover bands have to play certain songs. Yeah. They're not making interesting artistic choices. They're not playing B-sides on album yeah. but, you know, but who goes to hear a covers band to hear banter? Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of cool when you hear like the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails or something like, you know, banter with yeah. the crowd because it's like, you know, That's you're here good. to see him but you're just... Playing cover music, yeah. you're essentially a jukebox. Can I ask you a little? Yeah, this is this is a this is a song Charles Manson stole from the Beatles. <laughs> we're stealing it back. Well, you two really stole it back, but we're now covering their version of stealing it back. <laughs> Charles Manson stole it from the Beatles. You two stole it from Charles Manson. We're stealing it from them and giving it back to the Beatles. But they're dead, so we'll go back yeah. to Manson. Hopefully, the whole thing will start again. We can't get one, address. two, three, four. <laughs> we can't get a dress for the Beatles. So if anyone has a forwarding address <laughs> that we can give this back, we'd love that. I always uh, get frustrated as a comedian when I watch bands or musicians at a gig and talking and, 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 and people think they're fucking hilarious. I think it is so easy for a musician to get laughs in a room because I think because people go for the music like, oh man, I really love music. Yeah. The music and so the fact that they're, they're a little, little bit funny. Yeah, they're yeah. a little bit funny. They just kill. Yeah. Adam like? Spencer and I always used to talk about the easiest gigs in the world. Yeah. And I think uh, second easiest gig I reckon in the world is uh, speech at your own wedding. No. Nice. That's an easy gig. You know, oh, Charlie's gone for the cherry ride. Cherry ride. His speech at the wedding. Easiest gig to get laughs in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Centre court at Wimbledon. Because you don't, anytime a tennis player just like... Does something funny. Does anything takes funny, their takes their yeah. hat off, True. goes into the crowd, True. drinks someone's drink. People are like, oh my God, <laughs> Lenny Bruce yeah. has risen from the grave. And he's doing a duet with Bill Hicks. Yeah. This is the greatest. <laughs> they are doing who's on first yeah. together in an edgy. Oh, man. It's yeah, like, I just, I just always think, I oh, fucking, if I could play tennis, I'd be the world's greatest comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's also the type of audience because yeah. tennis, you know, is fairly sedentary and it's quiet. And you sit down, it is like having an mm. audience. Like at the football, if a player does a handstand or whatever, there's 30,000 screaming people. It doesn't, it's not the right kind of no, audience. Yeah, so it has yeah. to be that kind of event this, where people are sitting down and made to be quiet. Like golf. I'm sure if some if Tiger Woods did like a Charlie Chaplin walk with his nine iron and stuff, you'd get like rapturous applause. Yeah. If, it, if, if Tiger Woods just started doing that action of like banging a chick like <laughs> as it went into the hole, or like he sat down on top of the hole and started yeah. just humping the hole. Or if he just actually fucked the hole, that would be amazing. <laughs> and it's probably the only hole he hasn't fucked. <laughs> Try and hit a ball with his cock. That kind of thing. They're like, yes, yes, Mr. Woods. Genius. I'd love to see that. 
That's his ultimate mental breakdown. If he had a Charlie Sheen moment and just every hole he did something else vulgar and strange with the balls and the holes. It'd be great if like he went over to the bag and you couldn't quite see because like his back was to the bag and you didn't see what was happening and then he just like pulled his cock out of the bag. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'd live for that shit. I would watch golf if that happened. Do you ever watch golf? It's no. so fucking boring. God, no. I mean, I find golf hard enough to play, mm. but at least there's some interest. But watching it, I just don't. It's so boring. Do you like watching golf? No, not really. I'm not a really a golf person. I just don't have that many hours to waste. I know some people are really into golf, but I'm. Just if you too treat it, if you treat it like uh, like you get pissed for beforehand and you get pissed afterwards, it's really great. Yeah, it's just but how come you just cut out the golf? No, because you just get pissed. Well, because it's like a, taking a walk Girl with your Australia. friends through a park. And oh, yeah. No, that's what well. I want to do. Take a walk with my friends through a park. Homophone. Yeah, that sounds... Obviously. Well, I didn't say we were going to fuck in the park. I'm just saying that... I thought you were going to go and visit fucking your buried fucking goon bags <laughs> when you were 14. Why am I walking with my friends through the park? I am 37 years mm. old. I can go to pubs. I can go to nice places where they serve nice alcohol. Don't you like to drink outdoors? Sometimes, no? At a barbecue or at the beach or something. Well, I don't have to walk little, through uh, the park. Sort of Weber's long, some snags for you or something like that. Some vegetarian snags. <laughs> okay. If we can go golfing and we can go around in a cart and I can you drink. You guys want some of this, by the way? And we have a... Um, yeah, I'm going to have some. Uh, and we have a... Uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I loved about that was? He offered us... Like, I, I would say, you'd already eaten two-thirds of the cherry rye. <laughs> and then you offered, you said, do you guys want any of this? And he offered the third yeah. left. Yeah. And the way he offered it, I thought he was handing us yeah. the remaining third. But no. when I went to get some, he held tightly the biggest, to, bit. the biggest bit and just my little bit broke off. And he was like, there you go. Pretty you're, sure you're there's quite, another one outside. You quite yeah. Christ-like there. You, you split it in two. And you yeah. know, this, this is, is my, my body. body. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes very coconutty. Yeah. Mm. And a little I bit of my more, blood. I think more people would go to church if Christ's body tasted like cherry rye. I quite like the taste of Jesus' body. The wafer's nice. It's got a good flavour. I know what, it's just what, wafer. What's not a wafer? Just like... It's just wafer, right? Just wafer, yeah, but it's kind of glazed wafer. Not with like sugar or anything, but it's like a polished wafer. Does it have to be the same wafer? Can you get like, um, you know, sour cream and well, chives the way, or barbecue flavour? Well, you or? know what? Theoretically, yes. Yeah. Like, because once... It's just wafer, but then they bless it and they imbue it with Jesus' power. Yeah, so it's not like it doesn't come. So you can do it with Jesus' power and herbs and spices at the same time. You're yeah. just like, mm, and throw in some herbs and some spices. So, you know, so like Jesus, they like could just like bless a fucking packet of sarkata or whatever, and that would be fine, right? I think so. But Tiny teddies? Or is that too far? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why it's barbecue shakes. You could do barbecue shakes. But before shakes, wafer, right? it was bread. I think it has to be a bread oriented product. Right, so it has to have carbs. Wheat. Otherwise, it'd be just fucking crazy. Well, you know, man. if they wanted to get more people in, maybe they'd have no carb mm. uh, Eucharist. Yeah. Mm. That'd be interesting. Could you get it gluten-free? Or multi- what if you have a gluten intolerance? Uh, multi-grain. Multi-grain <laughs> yeah. Eucharist. Yeah, just some whole wheat. <laughs> I went to a funeral the other day, and it was very religious, and everyone was taking communion, and uh, and I don't know what the people in the room felt, but there were clearly people who thought, genuinely believed, genuinely believed that that was, that was, that was a... There was a man in there. Body. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. My mum my must believe. I mean, she still goes to church pretty much every day. She's not like a hardline Catholic, but... Every you know, day? Hmm. She goes up every day, but I think with women. But just social. Is it social for her? No, she goes to mass every day. But there's also They have social mass activities. every day? Yeah, every day. Every day? Sometimes twice a day. What? Yeah, like on Sundays. I'll is have it like the a same one or is it like an ongoing thing? It's just a repeat. It's a repeat performance. It's like repeat. Like matinee, yeah. So like, well, if you went twice a day, you'd just be seeing the same show. No one would go twice a day. Oh, okay. No, that'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> every day, that's why. <laughs> So what happens at Mass? So I'm sorry, because I don't obviously go to church. So if you went five days a week, are you seeing pretty much the same shit? Or are they like, is there some no, sort no, of ongoing no, they're, they're, narrative? They're, they're, or? Yeah, it's different. Like they read from different passages of the Bible. There's a theme for the day, you know, and the, the priest's homily is generally, you know, he'll sort of read a passage in the Bible and then contemporize it. So it's just like, you know, whatever conflict is going on at that time. Or sometimes they get really, they're really reaching, you know, when they start, Comparing to like an episode of The Simpsons or, or something like how, that. How often does a priest have to come up with new material? Now, obviously, you know, they've every, got some every, source every, material. Every show. Every show. Well, I mean, they're, they're reading from a set, like from the Bible, but then the way they adapt that is improvised. Yeah, so you'd have to do that every single show. It's yeah. like Ross Noble. Yeah, right. Yeah, like Ross Noble. Right. Is there a lot of stuff about midgets? <laughs> <laughs> shooting, shooting dwarfs out of a cannon? Stuff like that. I mean, having, having said that, I've, I haven't, I've been to Mass like once in 10 years. I yeah. went, I think we talked about this before, I went about six months ago, just for some research, and it was there was no young people in there. Like, there was no one below the age of like 50 or 60. I don't know. My entire family, there's nine kids, and not one of us is practicing Catholic, and none of my nieces and nephews are practicing Catholics. 
I don't even know if they've been baptized. So there's been a huge, I mean, the Catholic Church is, it's really struggling for numbers. They're going to have to do some kind of big uh, youth campaign push mm. or something like that. Yeah, they've got to move out of traditional media and get online. That's how I'm people sure are actually. They are. <laughs> they've got yeah. to get a podcast. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they A godcast. Do they have a godcast? They must. The Pope could sit around, smoke a joint, <laughs> talk <laughs> shit about talk time travel and Jesus. <laughs> I would fucking love a Pope podcast. A po- I would totally smoke yeah, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could sure have that, a podcast network. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they do. I mean, like Bob Maguire, is that his name? Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's, on a, he's got a podcast. So, like, I'm sure he could just work your way up the rankings. Archbishop Pell, is he? Fuck, I don't even know who that is. Cardinal. Cardinal Pell. Is he Cardinal Pell? Cardinal Pell. Let me tell you some shit about Cardinal Pell. I don't know anything. Oh, right. So your eyes light up for a second. (laughs) uh, The thing I love about Cardinal Pell, and this is the big thing, I've talked about this before, but he's, he's, he's like... Totally into God, obviously, which is fine. Yeah. But totally not into global warming. Yeah. And he's got this whole thing about there is no evidence, there is no science. Yeah, right. Which I'm always like, it's ironic. Hello, <laughs> hello, pot. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine for you to believe in something there's no evidence of, but don't right. judge other people for believing in something there's no evidence. Of. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a little more. Evidence yeah, there's a little there. bit more evidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so, uh, how many people are they getting a mass? Like, how many people would be down there if your mum goes? Oh, look, I mean, the everyday crowd, because part yeah. of the reason my mum goes... I mean, she, bigger on Tight Ass Tuesday, obviously, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, know, big crowds on the weekends, but... she uh, She's a special minister, so part of her job is she... Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate response. Yeah, yeah, totally. I believe that was uh, how she got inducted. Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. Uh, that means she just, she can take the, she can go give communion to people who are invalid or, or you know, unable to make it to Mass, so she can go around and, because people, you know, want to... People who can't get to mass still want to be able to take communion. And stuff oh, that's like definitely that. when they want to, because they. Like, oh yeah, because it's like because they're like, oh shit, I might be meeting him soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I better get yeah. Exactly. I better eat him. Yeah. So she, <laughs> but there's all kinds of like. <laughs> G'day, nice to meet you. You taste delicious. <laughs> but it's all, there's all there's all kinds of like social shit they do as well. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's like you know, tennis matches. My mum's 76 years old, mm. so like that's the equivalent of her kind of. Disco. <laughs> I guess yeah, it's got I mean, I, I, that's what I said. There's got to be a social element. But I how do you so. become a? But social... I also think there's an element of institutionalisation mm. because she went to a convent school. She went to Star of the Sea. We've talked about you know Jermaine Greer and Holly Valance, <laughs> two notable graduates. Uh, so she's always had that kind of dogma in her life, and I think she takes great comfort in you know knowing it's always. And she doesn't like she. You know, when half my family's gay, so she can't be a hardline Catholic. Like yeah. she's got to be fairly liberal in her views, and she is. And I don't even know that she fully believes the stuff that she would have learnt over the last 60 years. But she's sort of managed to steer it in a way that works for her and, you know. Did the church know that she had made so many gays before <laughs> they made her a special minister? I doubt that came Did up. she have to, yeah, I don't think she would have, I, but I think she would have tick a box I on think, the form. I think there's like a Catholic, gay, a gay Catholic movement who are sort yeah. of, you know, they're, very, they're a very vocal kind of active group within the Catholic church who are like, you know, how about you just sort of take out that passage where, you know, a man yeah. shouldn't lie, shouldn't lie with another man. I mean, it's it's an ongoing kind of debate. I mean, of the many many issues the Catholic Church yeah. has to face to stay relevant. There's a guy, a bit of an activist. I think his name is John Hurd, who uh, is a is gay, is Catholic, and um, is very very vocal about his opposition to uh, to anal sex. Yeah, he right. He thinks that you know he's on he's into being attracted to the same sex, but he thinks it's just you know that that particular thing is unnatural and disgusting. So oral sex across, is okay across the whole board. Like, so he wouldn't be into anal for men or women. No. Oh, so straight people can't have anal. No, either. no, no. Well, that's no. fair enough. That's yeah. just a personal. Preference. Well, I think that's. I mean, <laughs> I think that's fair enough if he's like not discriminating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if he was like the gays can't have anal, that would be weird. But if he's like no one can. Yeah, have no anal. one anal. Yeah. That's fair yeah. enough. Right. Like, you, want, you want a consistent homophobe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've met plenty of people who are like no no Hang anal on, is a bad It doesn't matter. Didn't you say he is a homosexual? Sexual? He's yeah. homosexual himself. This is the thing. So Uncle yeah, Tomo, and then he's but an Uncle Uncle Tom, Uncle, Uncle Tom. Tomo, Uncle Tomo. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Uncle yeah. Tom, as when you uh, uh, denigrate your own. People, oh, okay. Undermine your own people. Right, right, right. Mm. Okay, yep. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, he's also. It's an old racial term from when uh, the races used to be divided. But you're a young person. You wouldn't. Yeah. Really I mean, everything's away. fine now. Yeah, yeah everyone gets on fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but he's also then he's also like quite opposed to gay marriage and stuff. He's a weird dude. I was on a, like a TV like a mini TV thing with him once and uh, a debate. Yeah, it was like hack uh, triple J hack show, 
and uh, it's just a just a bizarre man. He said he said he talked about yeah putting your genitals into the the digestive tract and stuff. Wow, how like far the, down is he putting? His, wow, I'd be yeah. impressed if I could put my genitals oh, no, into someone's he, digestive tract. He, he was he was talking about going oh, from the other right. end. Though, wasn't the other he? end, yes. Yeah. Well, he still, that's that impressive that if good. you can reach someone's yeah. digestive tract. That's about half it, a kilometer of intestine. Yeah. You made your way through. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. He was born with a massive cock and yes. decided not to go into porn, yep. but to go into religious activism. I mean, it must be horrible though to be that conflicted. It's like those politicians, you know, the ones always the the family activists, you know, and they always get busted in some store or some guy. It's like. Oh, man, you your life is constant conflict. You have these inbuilt desires which you are have been made to feel so bad about that you are campaigning is hard, and it's almost without fail the ones who act like campaign the hardest against generally you know are suppressing something. It's terrible. Have you ever experienced it any sort of like religious like you know um, convert and you'll be saved? Yeah, any of that sort of stuff. Has anyone ever said you know we can we can change you? It's all in your mind. We'll send you to a camp. Yeah, we'll send you to a camp. <laughs> Re-education Ironically camp. called a camp. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll turn you around. Is it, did you get any ever any of that pressure? Not not directly to my face. Mm. You know, there's the general... Twi- general Twitter. No one has mm. ever said it to my, my direct face, which is... Uh, you don't get... It's quite amazing, actually. Mm. You don't get hit up on Facebook or anything like that, or Twitter people saying, hey, man, there's a guy called Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I will make, you know, fun of religion and stuff and people will get hepped up about that on Twitter. Mm. Um, um, but no, I've never actually had that. What was that joke I did last comedy festival that people got really annoyed about? Fuck. No, it's gone. It's, done. it's gone. <laughs> it's all right, we're not it good, live. It was a good tweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, we're not live. Yeah, we'll cut that out. It was a good tweet. No, no, we're leaving Jesus. this here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus says blasphemy is a sin. What a fucking cunt! I believe that was which is not that clever. Well, my my mum like you can swear in front of my mum; she doesn't have a problem with it. But blasphemy, she still has this kind of like instinctive like reaction. Doesn't like the Lord's name being taken in vain. You can call someone a fucking cunt, but if you say Jesus Christ, what a cunt! She's like, whoa, hey, oh really? Yeah, it's weird. Is she uh, weird with oh God and uh, oh Jesus? Yeah, Jesus and Christ. Christ But my dad was a big swearer. My dad used to like, and he would invoke the name of Jesus a lot, bloody Jesus Christ, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I I think it must be just kind of indoctrination. Like, you know, it it was so implanted in her subconscious at such a young age Mm -hmm. that she doesn't even know why it offends her. It just offends her. Yeah. I can't think of anything like that with me. Do you have any subconscious kind of deeply held? No, no, but but I come from families where swearing was a really weird right. thing because my dad doesn't swear either. Wow, what is what it? Does your dad do? Does he? How does he let loose? Does he just go shoot ruse or something like that? Oh, he does a lot of heroin. <laughs> you know, does a lot of heroin. Yeah, yeah, seriously, I was constantly finding needles in the haystack. Buntish. Uh, <laughs> no, um, he, like he was a good sports person. I think that's basically what he did. He was like a really, right. you know. Yeah, but but that's still like that's on a vice. Doesn't a vice mean it generally has could have a negative effect? Isn't that what a vice is? Like sport doesn't have a negative effect. No, but he did play sport. Like, he was one of those guys who played, like, you know, quite high-level cricket until he was, like, 58 or 59. Like, you know, whereas I always he thought... He shouldn't be a politician. He has the... He, what, talking about clean skins, mm. there's nothing we could pin mm. on your dad. No. Or no. they used to fondle cows quite regularly, I believe. Yeah, but professionally. <laughs> like, he was getting money for that. No, he was... Um, his dad, my, my grandfather, Jim, was like this, this, the mayor of Sale or the local councillor of Sale. Like, he was a politician. Yeah, right. And dad never had any interest in going into politics. But he's on all, like, the, the water boards and, right. like, you know, all the sort of, like, right. farmers, you know, those sort of things. He had a meeting with, um, now I can't, I might be getting this wrong, but it was either the Premier of Victoria or the, the, the Deputy Premier of Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> Same and, induction process. yeah. yeah. And my dad has one of those awards. I should know what it is. It feel, makes me feel bad that yeah. I don't. But he, he has like a, an AO or a, like one of the like, Australia Day honours. Like, wow. It was I a should. really big deal. Like they, when, when did he get that? Um, uh, when he landed that plane on the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> no, about uh, five years ago. You really should know what that is. Yeah, I should know what it is. I'm a bad son. You're a bad son. But I know he won something. Yeah. Like like, like, he wouldn't be able to name all the years I won GQ Man of the Year awards. No! There it is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> is he like state funeral level or not? Not that. No, no. but he get a good look. I mean, people yeah. locally would definitely be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like one of those um, sports people you always heard that didn't never made like that. There was this guy called Shane Loveless who was like meant to be the best full forward who never played in the AFL. He might have played a few games at the Bulldogs or something, but he was like a he kicked a hundred goals in country footy for about fifteen years in a row. Yeah. I reckon that's like my dad. Yeah, that's right. what he'd be. Like know? local legend. Local legend. 
Um, so does he? Have, does your dad have an issue with people who do drink? Like, no. does he get annoyed by it? Or? No, he's the. This is this is his great gift. Right. He's like, if I am out with my friends and I am not drinking, and they're all, they're all drinking, I hate my friends so much. I want to stab them in the face, yeah, and I have to leave. Yeah. Whereas my dad will be there at like three o'clock in the morning at the footy club, yeah. surrounded by piss idiots, and not sipping his lemon those. squash and laughing along. Wow. Yeah. That is a gift. Yeah. That's the tolerator. Yeah. <laughs> the ex Graham Anderson is the tolerator. Unless you take that one step and like just take advantage of those drug people because mm. like there's another creepy guy at the room just having lemon squash saying, I'm waiting, I'm yeah. waiting soon. <laughs> soon someone is going to be pretty keen to come home with me. <laughs> I'm going to drive some people home pretty soon. Yes, sirree. And I'll have all my wits about me. But I'm not saying your dad's like that. No, I I'm not hope saying you're your not. dad rapes people. I'm not saying that. I well, think, I think don't he deserves say a state funeral. That's yeah. not what Will Anderson exactly. does. He's a lovely man. Yeah. He did I, I don't know what his award was, but I no. know that he doesn't rape people. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure. It wasn't for that. Yeah. Um, so he was in a meeting with some deputy premier or whatever, and uh, they kind of finally put together that he was like uh, my dad, and they had come and seen my show and, and, and started talking about that. And, and, and I think that was, you know, he, in those situations, he gets a bit embarrassed that, yeah, yeah. that like I swear a lot and that like, you know, the nature of yes. what it is that I do. Cause when he's talking to someone important, he yeah. thinks, yeah, oh, it's embarrassing, but yeah. But I think otherwise he's pretty fine with it. Yeah. Did the premier like the show or? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. so. So it was fine. Yeah. It was like, you know, I think it was a positive story. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of hard what you guys do when you do have family come, because I'm assuming a lot of the time you are drawing upon, you know family stuff and well your stuff's really personal right have you ever had like you know react are you nervous about inviting people in yeah sometimes people I, I never change stuff we were talking about this the other day actually but yeah I don't I don't change stuff because I think that's a bit pointless but um in this show I'm doing now there's a joke about um my cousin my cousin has a baby uh, they have a kid called Josh and that's the name of my ex-boyfriend and so I talk about when he when he broke up with me I was very you know you lose perspective about stuff and so we'd be at a family function and everyone would be talking about oh look at Josh how cute is Josh isn't it we all love Josh and then the joke is and I was sitting there thinking oh for Christ's sake where's some cop death when you need it <laughs> but that's a joke I didn't actually think that that's clearly a joke yeah, and then right, I worked right, very right. hard to get the audience back from that yeah. And I, I'm proud of that joke, yeah. but if if my cousin Chris and Kath were coming, I would give them forewarning and let yeah. them know that. So well, there is a joke about uh, me yeah. hoping your doctor told us. <laughs> yeah. well, when, when Which you, is awkward yeah. to bring up. When yeah. you did your Will of God show, yeah. I took my mum to come see yes. it. And you had said to me, oh, look, you know, I'm going to talk about it, so you better forewarn. And I did forewarn it. And it was actually, she. there's nothing in that at all. There was nothing that offended her in the slightest. But did you have any Catholics getting annoyed with you? Didn't Andrew Bolt write an article that year because there was a few like he was calling them like God baiting or Christian baiting shows and not enough Muslim baiting shows oh, yeah. God I'd love Andrew Bolt to write a sh- an article about my show oh yeah no, I've been oh, I've, so I've been uh... well because Michael Chamberlain he was because he, yeah. Michael had done a show oh, was talking yeah. what was it was it called me anyway Michael made some reference to Catholicism but well he grew up in a religious well, well, Ma- Michael and I went to the same school yeah right yeah, if you yeah. grew up in a religious house you can talk all you want yeah and it wasn't like he I mean he wasn't he wasn't if, my, if Andrew Bolt had actually seen the show, he would have seen it's one person's perspective on you know being raised Catholic. And yeah. it wasn't like this. No, if Andrew Bolt had seen the show, he would have cherry-picked the few, few things <laughs> he needed to make his point and he would have used them out yeah. of context. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a, quite a, a famous story about an Aboriginal activist who did a tweet on a TV show called Q&A that she'd been watching um, Deadwood and she said, I saw a, a show the other night where a man was having sex with a horse and it was less offensive than the comment that was made by this person, basically. And through a series of articles by your Andrew Bolts and Miranda Devines of the world, that suddenly became that she had been watching bestiality porn. Oh, and oh really? That, you know, and this other person was more offensive than... And you were just like, that's not... <laughs> And then you'd see the comments underneath from the people who oh, were like, Oh, that's you know, the best part. The comment section under yeah. an Andrew Bolt article is like, Hello! Hello. <laughs> I mean, they, the really sh- they really should just be taking names. Yeah. And keeping those people away from sharp shit. Yeah. <laughs> because- but someone's moderating those comments, aren't they? Yeah, that's the stuff that gets through. Yeah, so yeah. the stuff that isn't getting through must be just like, Just people mashing shit. their keyboards. Yeah. 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 I mean, I had, uh, <laughs> I had someone um, uh, on the Herald Sun website, which I loved uh, quite a lot, um, under an article about me during the Comedy Festival uh, said I would never go and see Will Anderson. I've seen him on Good News Week, and he is an utter sleeve bag. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, either that's just bad, like you know, spell check correction, 
or I just love when you're so angry that you've misused. You, I'm a sleeve bag. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeve bag. Is it a bag that contains sleeves? You're yeah. a wizard sleeve a bag and my- a sleeves bag. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Sleeping. It's great term though. Sleeve bag. It sleeve sounds bag. like a vagina. It sounds like a vagina euphemism. Oh, oh really? Why are you saying oh? Because he doesn't like vaginas. Do you not like your vaginas? <laughs> no, uh, how do you feel about vaginas? I think. Well, I think vaginas. Well, here's what we were Sleeve bag earlier. is a funny. Yeah, sleeve bag is a funny name. A nickname for a vagina. Are you disgusted by them? No. I'm not Have you seen vaginas. them? Have you been there? Did you do that? Or did you know I've from never... young enough that you never had wanted a look? to be there? Well, it wasn't a conscious choice. Right, high school. It was more like the reality of the situation that I wasn't getting anywhere oh, yeah. near okay. vaginas. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe I wasn't yeah, super enthusiastic about the whole yeah. thing. Most teenage guys don't see a vagina. <laughs> He's only yeah. 21. He's only yeah. like three years out of teenage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But, but like you, you kind of came out or at least knew you were gay reasonably early on, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 18, 18 is when I came out. Came yeah. out. Um, I'd like to have sex with a girl sometime. If there are any ladies listening to the top of the podcast, I'd like to that would touch. be fucking great if that happened out of this podcast. Yeah, you'd have to come back and tell us about yeah. it. Oh, I report back. So whoever yeah. whoever like agrees to do it, you've got so to I'm get. I'm slamming you... a sleeve bag. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to my guts in a sleeve bag. Yeah, yeah. And then I go for the digestive tract. And, uh, <laughs> oh, come on! Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah. Now one one day. <laughs> Maybe. One day, right, maybe. ladies? Having your penis dissolved by digestive fluids would be a horrible way oh. to lose it, wouldn't it? Like if you managed to get to yes. the stomach yes, and have the would. stomach acids eat away at your penis. How quickly would they eat away at it? Well, no, food digests in four hours. So. Okay, so well, you'd be an idiot not to pull it out before then. Yeah, but you got no, <laughs> you know what I mean? you got no stories to tell. Yeah. You've <laughs> got a story about the time food. you got your penis into someone's digestive tract. That seems enough of a story without having to dissolve your penis to have a fucking killer punchline. <laughs> seems too much to me. Yeah, I'd like that that you're close to like, fuck it, I'm young. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> It'll be a great story at dinner parties. <laughs> I mean, I'm a boring accountant, but I have a massive cock, so I might as well dissolve it in somebody's digest- digestive tract <laughs> for oh, a dinner party story. Three callbacks, bitches. Do you, ever, you know, you see some of those uh, movies like Inner Space and shit um, where someone goes into like the body and you know that sometimes it'll end up in the stomach, right? Mm. And then they uh, they have to work their way like out through the intestine, yeah. either or the mouth or the ass, or the mostly. Ass, right? Yeah. What would you go for? Back up the mouth, you think? Or would you take your chances going what through are, the intestine? What am I in? You're in the stomach. Am I in the magic school bus? What am I? No, you just okay. Just say you're in a space suit mm. and you've been shrunk down, so mm. you're not going. The acid's not going to affect you, and you've got a rebreather on, so you can breathe. Yeah. And a torch because it's going to be dark in there. Right. But you have the choice of trying to clamber your way back up, yeah. the trachea, and out the mouth, or. Okay, so it's, it's hard work to climb out the mouth. Hard work. But cleaner. Yeah, look, I think it's going to be muck the whole way. Right, but you're going to, but all you can get like, I think sort you're going of to have, shot out the I think arms. you're going to have less obstacles going down because everything's yeah. moving that direction. Yeah, you yeah, could have oncoming saliva running down. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. So what would you go for? I mean, first of all, it's a horrible situation. I'm sorry to put you in <laughs> to be in someone's stomach. Yeah. You're learning all the time, like yeah. a magic school bus. You're like, oh, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So what are you going for, mouth or anus? I'm, I'm going anus, yeah. Right. Hello. Yeah. Hello. No, Typical. It seems easier. Yeah, but like, isn't it? Because as far as I understand, it's like. And plus, it's a great dinner party story. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm climbing out of this guy's ass. I imagine getting shot out, like, rather than climbing out. Like, I, I think that if I was. Why are you going to the balls and getting. Oh, oh no well, that's I, not I a bad idea that okay let's say you can go to the balls that's a third option you, you can get masturbated out you can get masturbated out that'd be awesome that- can you imagine how much that would freak someone out if like, they're <laughs> masturbating and then one of their sperm just started growing oh. like into a human being <laughs> What would be nice. great is if you got injected into like the, the body of a boy who'd never masturbated before and it's the first time he'd ever done it. Oh. It's the first time he ever masturbates, a guy explodes at the end of his dick. Yeah. Will Anderson in a space suit. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping his glasses up. Thanks, mate. You really helped me out there. <laughs> Good night, Australia. Oh, my God. Is that Adam Hills? Came out of my cock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About a dollar very dumb. I heard yeah. that. Oh, man. That's, yeah. I, I don't know. What would you do? Uh, I think I'll go for the mouth, just because I'd be scared. There's so much intestine to work your way through, and I get uh, confined spaces. When I was um, at uh, a radio station that I won't name, Triple M, the guy... shrunk us down to tiny (laughs) size. The guy who was in uh, charge of Triple M at the time uh, was a guy called Guy Dobbo Dobson, who's now one of the big heads of the network. Legendary figure in Australian radio. Yes, and he used to have a thing that he would ask You'll people. You'll be working for him in a couple of years. A thing that he would ask G'day people. Guy, how are you, mate? And uh, it would always say, so, 
if you had to be gay, would you be gay in the mouth or the ass? <laughs> and that's you. And I'll be like, obviously, uh, in those uh, workplace regulations, there's an austereo clause yeah, yeah. where it's appropriate to have that sort of discussion. I was say, in the is office. that some kind of like ASIO induction question? You know, that tests sort of lateral thinking. <laughs> he honestly would ask people questions like that, or like he. It does sound like an episode of Tofop. He just go up to somebody, like at, at, he'd go, "Hey, Rob Duckworth, do you fucking hate your name?" Wow. Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah, that's our, that was our office, our How workplace. You... We used to call it the Osterio Clause because anytime anyone was getting racist or like sexist in a meeting, I would have to, because I'd have to stop it, but you didn't want to like shut someone down in a meeting. Yeah. So I got, I'd have to like joke about, ah, oh, they're using the Osterio Clause again. Apparently you're allowed to be sexist in the, like, you know, try and make a joke of it because it would just become so So no, that, that is amazing that, that no women or, or, or people of ethnicity ever complained. Or Do you know why? Because you get a lot of free cans of Coca-Cola. That can't be. Yeah. <laughs> is, it why, is it because no one wants to be seen as not being a team player? It's like, if you can't take a joke, it's that classic Australian thing of, he knows I'm joking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm joking. It's that ad for thing, you yeah. know, like, oh, well, well, yeah, sure, I fucked that girl and I put it on Skype and all my mates watching sat around and masturbated. But fuck, mate, it's fucking ad for. It's yeah, a bit yeah. Of fun, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of fun. But then you've got a problem that it's your problem. Yeah. You don't know I'm joking. Then that's mate, not my fault, mate. That's fucking, that's why chicks shouldn't be on the front line, mate. Because <laughs> they don't like being fucked in front of other people when they don't fucking know, mate. <laughs> well, if they don't like that, how are they going to go in a fucking trench when a fucking Jep's got their fucking bayonet up their fucking ass, mate? It sounds like the comment section. Uh, oh, I did, so. I did <laughs> bold articles. That's exactly what it is. I saw that movie Hall Pass. You know, that oh, movie yeah. Hall Pass, and I told my friend, uh, and I said, "Oh yeah, I just thought it was misogynistic." And he said, "Oh, I knew you'd say that." As it, I'm like, that's a legitimate excuse <laughs> to not like a movie. Yeah, yeah. Misogynist, then you could say, "Well, that's that's fine." But he was like, "Oh, so." PC these days. Yeah, yeah. No, with your misogyny. Yeah, it's the nanny state. Yeah, so what is it, what's the premise of that film? The premise is that they get a, uh, a break a from fr- their a marriage. A free week to go do whatever they want, yeah? Yeah. And why, why did you think it was misogynist? Um, the female characters were just fucking clueless. Whiny. And um, whiny and... Um, and just, just yeah, represented as these these dumb women, and then it, it ends up the twist in the end. And sorry if I'm ruining the twist for Hall Pass. Anybody? <laughs> Spoiler the, alert: the twist for is all the Hall Pass fans <laughs> out there. The wife realizes that the Hall Pass was for her somehow, and not having a husband around for a week was for her. Or, have you seen it, Charlie? No, 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 right. No. So, I mean, I, so I the, the twist is that she she was rewarded by her husband going off banging other chicks. Yeah, that although was... he tries and fails. The idea is that the, the men go out on their own and realise how fucking hopeless they are and they need their wives. So both time. people, the girls come to realisation that you know they feel desirable and the guys come to realisation that they actually love their wives, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Women what? feel attractive and the men feel like they want to be in love. What a horrible idea for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the worst film of all time. Yeah, I'd say the funniest bit is when a woman I can, I just carts can't... and shits at the same time. Oh, that's that is awesome. a real peak. Of wow. Life. I just find it hard, since Owen Wilson's suicide attempt, I just, I find it hard to see him in films and not feel kind of sad, because it's just like, man, like you almost tried to kill, and you're Owen Wilson, you know, of all people who you, you know, all the celebrities who you think would try and kill themselves, and... I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I had this like... Would have made it better if it was a celebrity you thought... Like if it had been Kristen Stewart, you would have been like, oh yeah, she looks like she's a bit whiny and trying to kill herself. But there are celebrities like, you know, when you found out Michael Jackson died, you were like, oh, that's sad. But you know... So if you found out, say, Lindsay Lohan died or Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. If Charlie Sheen died, you'd be like... In fact, we probably shouldn't even say this because by the time this goes to air, Charlie Sheen could well be dead. Yeah, that's right. Don't worry, I have been going through the... Because we did talk about Charlie Sheen quite a bit when we recorded these like a couple of months ago and it's like, oh man, (laughs) I really hope something bad doesn't happen because we do a lot of Charlie Sheen talk. Can I? uh, He's holding in there. Now this will have happened by the time people hear this, but it's an interesting thing that I read in the paper today that Dools, our friend Scott Dooley, is about to fly over to America to go on tour. The violent torpedo of Truth Truth Tour. Tour. He's going to moderate discussions. On that tour, he's going to be on stage. That's a lion with Dennis, Charlie no. Sheen. Isn't he getting booed and things thrown at him? Like, yeah. No, it's turned around. I think. I think the first no, it seems to, it seems to go like this, depending okay. on the town he's yeah. in. But I think he's doing a well better anyway. Yeah. I I would oh. fucking love that. I would just that'd be amazing. Would to you to do moderate it? it or? Like if if if, you, if Charlie Sheen rang you up and said like, "Hey, mm. I've got this violent torpedo of Truth tour." Yeah. And I've heard your stuff on the radio. Right. <laughs> and I'd really like you to come over and moderate the Violent Torpedo of Truth. Would you go, yes? Would, what would you be your thought process? Yes, I totally would do that. Would you do it? There is no question I would do that. Would you do it? Uh, look, I don't think so. The curiosity part would the be... The curiosity part would be fascinating to me. There's a lot of things that I would love to do because 
I'd love to know yeah. what it would be like. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to stick my tongue in a light socket. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to drink my own urine to know what it's like, but I'm never going to do it because I'm happy just not to know that it's, yeah. it's a bit gross. Yeah. You know, unless I'm in some bears, bear grills actual survival situation, but right. I'm not just going to be at home and go, Okay, oh, just say, Lord. well, just uh, to sidetrack a little bit, if you and I were both stuck in the desert, yeah. would we drink each other's piss or our own piss? No, you, you're meant to drink your own. I think other people's piss is poisonous. It's no fun. Yeah. Why is that no fun? <laughs> what, you want variety? Well, I don't thought you, we yeah, you get pissing a... each other's mouths could make a game of it. I assume, Like, Charlie. you know, those clowns that you fill out, the ones with the balloons on their heads? It's your excuse to get into water sports. You, you go first and I'll go first. I'll just turn your head. Try <laughs> 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 and aim it. Uh, I assume, Charlie, what we'd actually do is uh, drink all the buried piss you'd put all around <laughs> the park from years before. Um, Sorry, Charlie Sheen. You know, I believe, yeah, you have to drink your own piss. I think other people's piss is poisonous. And you're not allowed to leave it for very long. You can't... <laughs> let it uh, let it breathe. You can't. In a decanter. You've got no. to drink your piss uh, pretty soon after you uh, piss it. Okay. You can't um, freeze it or like put it in the, the fridge or anything like that. It becomes... Well, if you're, in, if you're in a survival situation... I'm, Guessing there isn't a fridge. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. If, if you're in a situation where you're drinking your own piss, you're like, "Can I have some ice cubes? <laughs> uh, maybe a little cocktail umbrella and some olives." Yeah, I want to mix up some berries and some soy milk, make a smoothie. Is yeah. that cool? That's what I love about the the the, uh, the Bear Grylls thing is that people who watch that show just have no intention of being in a survival situation at all. Like they have a lot of really handy yeah, facts. I, and I've watched it a lot, but they're like, uh, that's, I oh, have some I'm, issues I'm about that because you see him like kill and eat like snakes and shit all the time and it's like this is like a survival situation it's like it's not dude like yeah. I mean I, w- I would be happy a helicopter dropped you here if I didn't have to see him like bash a snake's brains in and like right. gut it and stuff like I don't well it's not even that I think there was one I mean I don't watch the show for that very reason and I, I hate camping so <laughs> like it's that show has no you have so many Bear Grylls references though it's yeah. like I would have sworn you're a big fan no no you I... often drop a Bear Grylls reference because yeah. he's, he's, he's the Albie Mangles of the moment yeah, you know, he's, yeah it's just like a pop culture a reference. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of Man vs. Wild. <laughs> oh, right. Not once. Well, he does kill animals. Yeah, and that's why I can't watch it. Like, like, I hear he, like, sleeps in a camel and shit. Like, like as a dead camel. Him. No, he doesn't. I don't think... No, those ones... <laughs> I don't think he kills. Well, yeah, I think Will meant a dead yeah. camel. He doesn't sleep in a live camel. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, but he meant... did kill some big animal at one stage. Did it was, he really? Well, yeah, because it was a controversy in the paper. That's <laughs> the only reason I know about it. Well, you're not thinking he of didn't Empire, have camel pajamas. Em- you're thinking of Empire Strikes Back when yeah. Han Solo slices open the banther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what... that, that was it, right? Yeah. That was Bear Grylls. Played by Harrison Ford. He got rescued from yeah. the big snow cave. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dead banter, though. Like, I would fucking love to see a man try and sleep in a live camel. Yeah. It'd be very impressive. It would be like your friend going in for a, into the, from the anus into the digestive tract. Yeah, it would be perfect. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so amazed you wouldn't do the Charlie Sheen show. That'd be fucking incredible. Well, you know what? Like, I, I, I just think that there's too much human misery there. Like, I, I feel yeah, like... It, is, yeah. it just feels, like, dirty to me. It's like a nervous breakdown live on stage. I yeah. mean, the guy looks horrible. Like, I saw an interview with him on the actor's studio like two years ago, it would have been. Yeah. And he was like charming and funny, but his face looked fine. But you know, he's, he's like Skeletor. It's like someone who's hang, hung a Charlie Sheen mask over yeah. like a, 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 like some wire. He looks terrible, terrible. Yeah, I'd watch it. And like quite a lot of the time, I think with like choices, like even in your career and stuff, you get offered like... I, look, I don't know if this was a firm offer, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but it was so many years ago that it doesn't matter. I believe that I was offered hosting Big Brother right. back in the day. Um, it never got to a point where we had like even serious conversations yeah. about it, so maybe I was uh, just in a bunch of people they were considering or whatever. But I had to consider to myself, my could I you know, host Big Brother? There was part of me that went, this would be like a fucking freak show. Like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? It'd yeah. be great to see this shit up close and imagine how many Big Brother contestants you could bang if you <laughs> Big Brother like I mean seriously you would just be ploughing through definitely those because you're a TV star and all they want is fame yeah, like yeah. before they, they come out of the house straight into your bedroom before, <laughs> seriously before yeah. they got to nightclub appearances and realised they could fuck strangers they'd yeah. be really into fucking you yeah. like do you remember that time that Hot Dogs had sex with those two there was that video footage of him in that like Cairns alleyway or Cairns, somewhere yeah. like that and he had had sex with oral sex with two different girls yeah. in this one alleyway oh. they were both caught on CCTV and it was after a nightclub appearance if Hot Dogs yeah. is being blown by two separate chicks well, well you're not seriously comparing yourself to Hot Dogs dude I I'm mean when, that's showbiz royalty yeah. right uh, there yeah but not when he was in the house <laughs> not when he was before this is pre-Hot Dogs pre-hot you know what I mean 
Yeah. Like, you could really have had a crack. This is, pre, this is pre up late with hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, there, there was that one Jonathan Peace who is uh, a, a nice enough bloke, uh, but I think he did some pretty decent work on Australia's Next Top Model. You know, he was the model yeah, yeah, mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he had some he did some very oh, nice yeah, work on that show. Definitely. I think there was a point where he left that show because it was just like uh, My balls are hurting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a medical condition called no sperm left yeah. in my testicles. <laughs> That's good. But Russell Brand knows the big brother in the UK, didn't he? Yeah, and he yeah. and he used it as a personal grooming service. Yeah, as he well. said, yeah. like in his book, he talks quite a lot about how he was like banging a distance from that show. Yeah, I've seen footage of one where he calls one of the girls in the diary room and he just asks her if she can bend over for him and like you know get into different positions and he's just on there going, oh yeah, that's right, yeah. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, and people are watching this. Yeah, well, I would watch that. Yeah. All right, we got to wind it up. Look, Tom, thanks so much for coming in. I feel like we've achieved nothing, guys. Oh, well, that's the well, point that's of the show. That's you, that could be our mission statement. Awesome. Uh, Tom, you catch Tom, of course, on the Triple J Breakfast Show yeah. um, and you know, perhaps touring your comedy around the Australias. Yeah, I'm going to be in Perth for the Wild West Comedy Festival and we're going to do a season of my show in Sydney later in the year. There you go. That yeah. Nice one. All right. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>